Hey church, I hope that you have all been keeping well. My name is Nathaniel and it is my absolute privilege to be able to bring you a message in the midst of our current series, The Awakened Church. Over the last few months, we have been studying the lives of the early Christians through the book of Acts. Through this series, we have deepened our understanding of what it means to be followers of Christ who are spirit-filled, inclusive, bold, committed to prayer, awake to mission, and live truly in the freedom that we have in Christ. If you have missed any of these previous sermons, be sure to check them out on the whole Vineyard YouTube channel. These have all been ways to help us understand what it means to be people who are awakened and orientated towards living life in such a way that it glorifies God. Today, I would love to spend some time digging into our understanding of how an awakened church is an influencing church. When you think of this idea of an influencer, some of you may paint a picture in your mind's eye of a person who has an impact on a large group of people through the things that they say, through their actions and the things that they think. On social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram or Twitter, this idea of being an influencer has taken the world by storm over the past 10 or so years, to the point where being a social media influencer can be an official job title. Something that I imagine a lot of us never could have imagined when we were younger. Here, influencers tend to be someone in the public eye who can impact our perception of the world that we live in today and many other aspects of our lives. For example, during this lockdown period, the key influence in the lives of families could have been Joe Wicks, getting us up every single morning to do a workout and to be active, or it could be news channels or news coverage informing our opinions and on the swaying nature of the world and current affairs, especially over these last five months. So when we look at influence, we have to understand that it can appear in so many different ways. So, what do we mean by this word influence? The trusty Oxford Dictionary defines influence as being the capacity to have an effect on the character, the development or the behaviour of someone or something. Within this definition, let's focus on the word capacity. When we look at the capacity of the influence that somebody has, we are looking at the extent to which that influence can be established or in other words, the level of impact. This can be dependent on so many different factors. One such factor could be the amount of time or exposure to a particular environment. So for me, as an example, I have caused, I've called um, Yorkshire my home for the past eight years. And whenever I visit my family in the south of England, they always make remarks about how I've picked up uh, the colloquialisms from the region or about how I've started to say certain words in a different way. You see, by being and living in Yorkshire, that is the impact that Yorkshire has had on me. Another factor is the importance or authority given to a person of influence. I have the privilege of being a teacher in a secondary school in Hull. And my experience has been that the majority of students behave in classrooms because they recognise the authority of the teacher in front of them. Nonetheless, it is important 
to recognize that we are the sum of the things that we allow to influence us. And moreover, that we can all have an influence on those that we come in contact with. When we read the stories about the early church in the book of Acts, we see that they were a people of influence. In every instance where you hear stories about any of the members, you see that they had an impact on people that they encountered and the communities that they found themselves in. Though they did many things in these places, it's crucial for us to understand what the driving force root or foundation was to their influence within these settings. What caused them to want to have an impact wherever they went? So when we look at scripture, we find out that the cause, the catalyst to their actions, to their influence was the gospel. Through knowing that the son of God, Jesus, came down to earth to pay the price for their sins and to restore the broken relationship between God and humanity, they felt compelled to act. This understanding of the life, death and resurrection of Jesus enabled them to align themselves with the will of God and accept their identity as children of God. The, the lens through which they saw their lives was forever changed. The gospel stimulated a process of no longer focusing on the life that they lived, seeking and looking for their own desires and their own needs, but living a life that brought others into the reality of who their awesome father was and who our awesome father is. Due to this, they were able to influence with purpose and with the power of the Holy Spirit within them. This is critical for understanding how we can be influencers and be people of influence in the world and how we can influence others through simple actions. In Ephesians 2 verses 10, it says that we are created in Christ for good works. This means that due to all that Jesus did, we are now given a purpose that is the outpouring of our gratitude for being saved. In other words, through living out our faith, we seize opportunities where those on earth can see glimpses of the kingdom of God and experience God. Our faith in Christ can be seen as the je ne sais quoi in our encounters with others, which allow our physical actions to stimulate spiritual responses. In the terms of how we can influence through faith, it is important that we understand that there are a variety of ways in which this can be practiced. In the book of Acts, we are presented with so many different examples of how the Christians influenced those that they encountered. Whether that be Philip in Acts 8, who healed many people throughout Samaria, or Cornelius, a Roman centurion from Caesarea, who gathered his closest around him and closest to him to hear the gospel. These were people who did not solely influence others through the sharing of the gospel, but by showing how the power and the presence of God in their lives caused them to make a difference wherever they were. To help us understand how we can be a people of influence, let's look at the story of Dorcas in Acts chapter 9, verses 36 to 43. If you've got your Bible with you, um, pause the video for a minute and read the story for yourself. Just after the story of the conversion of Saul to Paul in Acts 9, we are presented with the story of a woman called Tabitha 
or Dorcas in Greek, a disciple of Christ from a place called Joppa, a port city around 40 miles northwest of Jerusalem, who was struck by illness and died, and then was brought back to life. Dorcas was known as being a woman who was devoted to good works and acts of charity. You see, the thing about the word devoted is that it alludes to the picture of someone who is disciplined and committed to their cause. Their eyes are consistently focused on meeting the requirements of the environment that they are in. They are stimulated to make sure that whatever they put their hands to, they do it well. For example, in a marriage, you have a husband and a wife who are devoted to one another and are committed to helping one another to grow into all that they're made to be. Or when we look at the amazing staff members of the NHS, there were so many people who put in the time, energy and sacrifice to uphold their commitment to meeting the health needs of the general public. So ask yourself, what are you devoted to? And when you ask yourself that question, that will probably reveal what your realm of influence is. For Dorcas, her area of devotion was that of showing the love of God through meeting the needs of those in her community. In particular, she was known for making clothes and other garments for the people in her community. If you're anything like me, you hear making clothes, the, the use of a needle and thread, and you might start thinking, how can two very, very simple items be revolutionary for the gospel or bring people to faith. But when we look at the story of Dorcas, we find out how much they are. Through the life of Dorcas, we learn how the simple acts of service that we do can have a profound impact on those that we encounter. When Dorcas died, her grieving friends showcased the garments that she had created. This was done as a sign of recognition for all that she had done. Garments which had brought joy to their lives and had met their needs. It was probably this that urged her friends to call for Peter in the hope that she would be healed. Peter then arrives in Joppa from nearby Lydda and read that through prayer she was brought back to life. You see, her reputation as a follower of Christ and the outpourings of her faith, coupled with this miraculous healing, was well known throughout Joppa and in turn brought many to faith. Just like in this story, people can see our sincere acts of service and be drawn to encounter the God who stimulates us to do them. Being awake to our calling to influence others is what we all need to do, every single one of us. As stated in Hebrews 10 verses 23 to 24, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who has promised is faithful. Let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds. We all have a part to play in bringing about the kingdom of God and influencing within our own settings. I know that this can sound daunting and we might feel as though we are not the people who can impact our environments. We, we find ourselves having these moments of doubt, but I can tell you right now, we really can. I mean, I doubt that I can have influence, but I'm telling you, every single person, every single follower of Christ can have an influence wherever they find themselves to be. So let me challenge you 
to take some time out in the coming weeks and months ahead to think about how you can influence those around you. As the world is beginning to open back up again, think about both how and where you can have influence. Please understand that your where may not be a missionary trip to Mozambique, or maybe it is. Ask God, see what he says. The bottom line is that you can have influence wherever you find yourself to be, because the power of God can be revealed in the simplest acts of service that you do. Now your how is in your DNA. You don't need to overcomplicate this. Think about the things that you naturally do. This could be sharing your faith with others or having catch-ups with your nearest and dearest or helping out a neighbour. Whatever it is, know that through these seemingly small actions, you are sharing the love of God. The power of influence is not simply found in the physical tools or the natural giftings that we use to serve others, but in the God that we are glorifying in doing these acts of service. I pray that this week we will be a people of influence no matter where we find ourselves to be. God bless.